Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. And as you post much reaction for Everton 1, Manchester United 1, bizarre game of football. Mike Diasher is here, he's very, very angry. I'll come to him last when talking about a, a myriad of issues that uh, blighted the end of that game. Uh, Mike Haslam and Paddy Bugland are here with me now. Oh, Paddy, I'll come to you first. Only one place to start, really, the end of that game. Um, what did you do in the stadium? What were your emotions over it? What do you think about it now? Um, just take us through Paddy's emotional journey when, when Dominic Carver-Lewin, or even when Gilby Sigerson has that shot, it ends up in the back of the net, it ends up being disallowed by VAR. How, how do you feel about it all now? Um, it, it, this, it's a cop-out, but I have no idea how I feel <laughs> about it. Maybe I just need a couple more hours to kind of sit and digest and for it all to kind of come together. But what I would say is... My first impression was Gilfie Sigerson should have scored the initial shot. Didn't, even though I've seen replays afterwards, didn't get onto the fact that he'd been badly fouled by Aaron Wambasaka. It's quite clear from the replays it was a penalty, but I hadn't seen that at the time. Obviously celebrated the goal, as everybody in the Gladys Street did. Um, I wasn't covering the game today, so I was in the Gladys Street. Really good atmosphere. But then there's that small kind of... (laughs) small part of you inside that just thinks this is going to go to VAR and there's a doubt about this goal and there was a doubt in my mind because of where Sigurdsson was all that kind of stuff I think looking back at all those incidents I couldn't tell you right now whether it should have been disallowed or not my instinct is that it's a goal given that it took a deflection and the hair's position all that kind of stuff it's a goal the, the massive irony here is that Sigurdsson is on the floor because he's being fouled yeah. <laughs> and that comes back that bad decision comes back to bite Everton later on in the move so it's almost like th- there's not just one sense of injustice as we all thought of full time but two senses of injustice 
and then you, you look at the last two games and you think how well for spells Everton have played and it's one point from six when they're probably worth four four to six on the, on the basis and balance of balance of play chances all that kind of stuff so it feels like Everton have lost the game at the moment. It, it, it feels a bit flat. It feels a bit a bit low. But I think what will happen is, after the initial anger subsides, my guess is that will be replaced by people looking at a bigger picture, which sees that Everton are starting to make steps in terms of how they play against these sides, taking the game to the opposition, creating chances, all that kind of stuff. And the huge positive for me today was the performance of Dominic Calvert-Lewin yeah. up front. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, leading the line, did everything you needed. And he was feeding off scraps for most of the game, yeah. but I thought he led the line superbly. And he wasn't the only one, there were some other good performances. So I think I think positivity will, the, the anger will eventually subside and positivity <laughs> will come in. But you need that initial anger to get it out yeah. of the way and then we'll take it from there. I just want everyone to take me through the journeys on those last few minutes. Uh, has he, uh, Paddy said there, he's, anger's going to subside eventually. Do you feel angry about it all? What, what, what are your views on it at the end? Um, I'm the sort of fan that sits there quite quiet and grumbles and mumbles to himself about like <laughs> decisions that kind of like, go for us or against us. So when it went in, it was pure elation for me. Um, I'd, I'd kind of clocked the, even though I'm like the opposite end of the stadium to the United fans, I'd clocked the chance that they were singing about like signing on and you know feed the scousers and all that sort of stuff. And I suppose. I just wanted to win based on that. So it's probably the most I've celebrated a goal in a in a good while. But in the back of my head, obviously I saw what was going on. I could see Sigurdsson was on the floor. And then I, I get all our players were so happy. And like it was fantastic to see them all like going over and celebrating. But I'd have loved like a real snidey player to have joined like Harry Maguire and David De Gea going over to that <laughs> linesman and putting our side of the finger and going like, "What are you doing? Of course it's a goal, you know. Get away, you slabhead." Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was far as as ruined that. And if we if we score a, a last minute goal again, I'll temper my my yeah. celebrations because it feels that's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's taken it away and I'm I think I'm one of the last people that's still on the fence with VAR but I am edging towards that it's ruining it for the game it's that should have been a goal yeah. Mike the Ashes had a few deep breaths here we go um, take us through your journey of the last the last minutes of that game Mike fucking Benny <laughs> fucking Benny what are you talking about there VAR first of all <laughs> Benny I didn't celebrate it properly I told you this. we said this weeks ago yeah. this has been since Brighton onwards just you can't rely on anything that has a degree of scramble about it it was the same with Watford I think that was the last time we spoke about it for yeah. Yerry Mina's first goal didn't celebrate it because straight away you just think oh we don't know yet so you don't even bother really celebrating it properly and I think obviously loads of people did have sheer limps for it yeah. fair dues to them but I just couldn't couldn't get up for it not at all it's just just awful like the, the entire thing is first of all it's a goal it, it is a goal there, there's no doubt about it I know Paddy's on the fence but once he sees it back and sees it back and sees well, it back I did say that I, I think it's a goal okay, see yeah. I don't think it is I think uh, go, and, is. go and what the, what the rules say but it is it, go and what the rules say in regards to someone being in the ally of the goalkeeper yeah. which Sigurdsson was which he's not but he, he, but he is he's a, I mean I don't I, I don't know enough of this but as soon as I saw the the replay in the ground and it did come up in the ground of like a picture of Sigurdsson in front of the guy I thought 
Oh yeah, that's 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 when it. When I saw the replay, I thought it was a goal. That that, yeah. that actually strengthened my opinion that it was a goal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, Do you know yeah. I just don't know the I just don't know the, the rules well enough potentially. The thing but is, we would all be sat here absolutely fucking sick, and I am going to swear a bit for this one because I think it's due. I'll make sure to put it in an explicit. Yeah, that's all. Right. Not going yeah. on iTunes Japan. This no, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> iTunes India, you're not getting any. Yeah, we are. We would be absolutely fucking sick if that would have gone against us. But you know for a fact that would have gone against us. If that was United scoring that and it come off Michael Keane in the last minute, that would be a goal. That would be two one United. And on the basis of that, it's a fucking goal. Yeah. You can't have one rule for the top six and one rule for the rest of the teams in the division. Just can't fucking work like that. And Gilfie Sigurdsson. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Are you taking the fucking piss? Well, he's got to score. He should, he should he's spell got it. To score. Yeah. It's the meekest attempt at a shot ever. Yeah, brilliant. He's been fouled. Fucking get up. You sat down, literally adjusting your socks for five seconds in the fucking six yard box. <laughs> get up. If you get up and move back into the line, this entire thing is moot. It's 2 1 Everton. But it's not like what Paddy said, where he was fouled. He wasn't, you know, watching it again, he is totally taken out, to be fair. But yes, he is, but I'm not relying on John Moss to give me points. I'm relying on Gilfie Sigurdsson to give me points, and he's fucking not. If we want to rely on John Moss, we're on a hide into nothing, the fellow who's on VAR, because he's going to take as many points off him as he can just by being a bit of a blob, even when he's behind VAR. That's just the way it is with John Moss. Don't give them the opportunity to make the shite decisions. And do you know what? If When he's been taken out and clattered, which he has, and do you know what? Yeah, it's a penalty. If it was two seconds and the ball goes past him with surprise, I'd be like, do you know what? Yeah, fair dues. But no, he sat down on the on his arse for five seconds there, watching Calvert Lewin try and scramble something. It's just fucking lazy. Get up and try and get back involved instead of just being sat there and then meekly moving slightly out of the way and then legging it off half assed celebrating when in the back of his mind he already knows that he's just cost his side two points. I hold him more to account than I do John Moss, because John Moss is inept by being John fucking Moss. <laughs> Gilfie Sigurdsson is a better player than that. We've seen it at a time. What are you going to say Gilfie Sigurdsson is a better player than John Moss? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Right now, right now, I don't fucking know if he is. But Gilfie Sigurdsson that we've seen this year has been atrocious. And this is just the last in a line of ridiculous speed bumps and invisible performances and in my opinion he just shouldn't play for Everton again and I know that's impossible because no fucker's going to buy him at the end of this season because he's worthless in terms of his value to any club apart from Swansea City who aren't going to come up we'll be stuck with this fella for the next what two and a half years now and until that happens Everton have a massive earner who will be nothing more than a squad player we hope in six months that's the best case the, uh, scenario to the Everton Swansea Gilfie Sigurdsson testimonial <laughs> with Mike with Mike's <laughs> I, Gladys. I, I don't know about you guys but I don't think Mike's calmed down yeah from this I have I'd love to have seen like half an hour ago 45 I, minutes oh, ago I said some bad words yeah. well, we're recording this half time in the villa City Cup final, so consider Mike's had an hour and a half almost to, to you know take a few deep breaths and chill out. It's worse every time I watch it. I just can't understand why he doesn't just fucking get up. The, of all of it, that's the I, worst for me. No, the, the bit, the worst, the worst bit for me is I, like I said, I, I don't know if that's a, a offside or not. I, don't, I've got a you know, big enough knowledge of refereeing. Well, the only the person rule. who knows for sure is David De Gea 
Gallagher is always going to say, well, he's distracted me, he's in my eye line. When, let's be honest, he probably doesn't. But he's always going to use that to he his doesn't, advantage. He doesn't get... Uh, maybe there's no provision for this in the rules. But I don't think Gilfie Sigurdsson's positioning affects David De Gea at all. In fact, what he does, De Gea, when Calvert-Lewin has the initial shot, he takes two steps to his right to a point where he would not be able to get back yeah. the other way regardless. So maybe, maybe there's no provision for that in the rule, but I, I'm pretty certain that he doesn't save that. I think the other thing is, we're all talking about this VAR decision with regards to the disallowed goal, but yeah, obviously there's a stonewall penalty too. So by, that, hook, that's, that's, by hook or yeah, by crook, absolutely. Everton have been shafted. And I, I think that's the most annoying thing about it all for me, is that it's... It's not just a VAR decision early in the game where you know it's, it's a red card, there's this loud goal. It is the last minute of a, a tetchy game, a big game in regards to the race for Europe. And if you're the officials in that situation, you should be thinking, right, we are going to go through every little thing here with a fine tooth comb and make sure we have got proper reasons to disallow this goal. So you go through the offside when Charles gets the ball initially. You go through all these different things and you go through that tackle on Sigurdsson. And he, of, of course he should score. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous he misses that play. His pedigree should be scoring that chance. 100%. But to not see that, and it's not like he's poked it over the bar or poked it wide or, you know, it's offside and the, and the ball's dead. It carries on. It's not like no one's going to get to the ball. He has the shot and he's absolutely taken out. And that ultimately should render anything else irrelevant, shouldn't it? Because that's a penalty. It's, it's an absolute stonewall penalty in that, in that instance. Well, what was it that Mark Clattenberg said to David Moyes? You don't give last-minute penalties at Anfield against so, Liverpool because it was a, against Liverpool yeah. at Anfield. Yeah, You're like, well, that sort of subjectivity still lives on in them all. They're all fucking spineless. Yeah, we all know if that was the other end of the pitch, that gets given as a goal. You look at Chris Cavana's face as soon as he's walking down to his linesman. They're all begging it gets chalked off. You can see it the way like Harry Maguire's round them, Dav De Gea's round them, Lindelof's round them. You can see him and the linesman both stood there like bloody hell. And you can see the look on the faces, hoping it gets chalked off. And you know the state of him as a referee as well. After full time, Carlo Ancelotti stood there. So you go back and watch the Sky Sports thing they put up like on the last few minutes of and Charlie having the conversation with him, you can literally hear him being quite cordial and literally saying, because he's been told to go away. It's like, no, I'm not going to disappear. I want an explanation. And at that point, he gets sent off. Literally, Fred, 10 minutes earlier, has barged into the referee, aggressively shouted in his face at yeah. getting a yellow card. Has not perceived anything. Yeah. Are you fucking joking? It's just ridiculous the levels of subjectivity that are given for any team within the top six and the rest because that's all it's ever seen and no matter how much we all moan about how shite bar is and how awful the referees are at doing it what actually runs it at the end of the day is how spineless they are when dealing with these big decisions most of them don't want to make a fuss they want the littlest things to just pass by that's why we don't go back and get the penalty because it'd be like oh will it be an even bigger talking point there wouldn't it we'd chalk off a goal and then go back and go oh no it's actually a penalty we can't do that if that was the other way around again wouldn't even get to that position. It would just be a goal to one United. That's the end of it. Imagine that as well. Leighton Baines last minute penalty. <sighs> what would be guilty somebody? <laughs> you know what? It actually might have been. Yeah. Because no, I mean, he's still guilty. I've never scored a penalty at Goodison Sigurdsson. No. Get out. I mean, I'm not gonna, let's not mention Goofy Sigurdsson again for Mike's health here yeah. no I think I think there are two things I'd like to raise the first is that we're obviously foregrounding the VAR decision I actually thought the officials lost control much earlier 
and it started with Manchester United keeping the ball after Michael Keane put it out of play. Yeah. Can't remember who the player was. Somebody was down receiving treatment. Probably Richarlison, given what yeah. <laughs> what we saw in the first yeah. half. It was okay. It was Richarlison. Man United keep the ball, and from that point, the game gets really fractious up until half time. And they, had, at no point after that, did they regain control. I thought Harry Maguire was constantly in the referee's ear, probably as a captain should be. But if you're going to send Carlo Ancelotti off for saying I'm not going to disappear, yeah. you probably need to speak to Harry Maguire. You probably need to do something with Fred, who was already on a book, and I think. Both of them were? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. At half time, you can see Harry Maguire was in the referee's face, walking off. He was clearly unhappy. He was having a go at him. After he just committed the foul, there yeah. wasn't given either. He put his arms around Richarlison's waist and tried to drag him down. He was unhappy about, or no. was it his own booking? Um, no, it was, I mean it's really, really bizarre. The other thing beyond the officials was that I, I think we played in the first half like a team that had made five changes. We yeah. looked rusty. That I mean, you, you think about it; it's effectively a completely new midfield. That that lined up there, and they looked second best, even though they they got that early goal and, and went in at one one. Man United with the better team Everton with the better team after the break and probably should have pushed on to win it I mean we were talking earlier in the pub before we started recording about Bernard and I said to you the last time Bernard started for Everton was against Crystal Palace scored a very good goal and played pretty well now to me we'd got into a binary where it was Bernard or Alex Awobi and we were kind of comfortably set there you kind of play Bernard in the home games he's your creator Awobi Slightly more mobile, slightly more physical, at least on on the safe on the on the on the kind of on the surface of it. He plays in those away games, but now we kind of further clouded the waters, and you you bring Sigurdsson. It's almost like Sigurdsson has become indispensable wherever he plays. Yeah. And even if I mean I think it's now one goal or assist in seventeen for him. He didn't have any input in the goal today. No, so one one goal or assist in seventeen league games for him. But he's still playing regardless, and it's, ha- it's having a knock-on effect because accommodating him, as accommodating yeah. Rooney did a few years ago, means that other players who probably should be getting a chance aren't doing so. And I, I feel, I think, I feel like Bernard, out of all the options that were on the bench, is probably the one that's been hardest done to, because he effectively he was he was dropped for the game with the Emirates, and then he didn't play today after a good showing against Crystal Palace. I almost, I always, I, I don't. He's not wonderfully productive in terms of goals or assists, but I always feel a little bit disappointed when I don't see yeah. Bernard on the on the team sheet. Goes to me. He's one of those. He's one of those players that gets you off your seat. You'll always do two or three things in a game that you enjoy watching and, and and that kind of stuff. And I think he is important when he plays in tandem with Baines or Dean. He's probably the most intelligent of our players yeah. on the left in terms of releasing that that fullback or knowing when to go himself. So I'd, I'd like to see more of Bernard. I think he's been been hardly done to. I don't think we can continue, even though Ancelotti has taken a look at players, I don't think we can continue to make four, five, six changes every game. There will come a point where we need a settled back four, we need a settled central midfield pairing. Like we've seen the benefit of up front with, yeah. with Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison, and that's now a really good partnership. Those partnerships can only develop if you give players a run in the team. So I think that between now and the end of the season, that's what I'd like to see even if we obviously have been a bit unfortunate in the last couple of games as well. One of those players who's benefited, like Paddy said there, has he from that consistently, is, is Carvalho. You know, he gets the goal today. It's a, you know, it's a goalkeeping clanger, ultimately. And it's a minute and it goes in. Um, I'm sure he'll take it. But I think it was probably the best all-round performance he's put in for a while now in regards to all the other aspects of his game as well. And, and all of a sudden, you're looking at him thinking the goals he's scoring, the way he's playing, and 
Everton look like they've got a serious fall on their hands? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was rumoured that Everton were going to offer Calvert Lewin a hundred grand a week, and in my head, I was thinking he's very good, but are we just kind of ruining money on another player? Now I'm thinking Calvert Lewin, Holgate. They are players that we need to tie down yeah. on massive contracts because they are 100% worth the money. Calvert Lewin, um, I love his fashion sense, I love his build up <laughs> play. Um, the one thing he never had was goals, and all of a sudden it's, it's starting to come. And it seems to be something that he's he's worked on and he's built on. Ever since winning, was a golden boy in the under 17s World Cup? And then there was that talk of like him, him and Solanke of like who was actually the better forward. <laughs> and now, and now, and now you can yeah. see the the reaction of comparing those two players. Calvert Lewin is the focal point. Some of his touches, some of his, his build up play. Instead of just having Richarlison and uh, teams were just man mark Richarlison, and that would be us effectively nullified. All of a sudden, we've got two main focal points yeah. that they're thinking. Christ, it can come from you. both of them can win things in the air to flick each other uh, to flick onto each other. Yeah, he is for for me. He's he's someone that I want to tie down to a long term contract and should be part of the focus for what Carlo Ancelotti aims to build for Everton. And I think the other good thing, uh, Mike, is that you know last week it was Cavalier had a bit of an off game despite scoring again, and Richardson sort of stepped up in the second half and dragged the team forward. And today it was just the other way around, wasn't it? Richardson wasn't really quite on it. Got a knock early on and didn't really quite recover from it. But Dom in the second half in particular, his, his touch, his movement, the way he, he drove the back four, you know, some of his decision making, it, it, it was. It feels like everything's suddenly all there with him now, isn't it? Do you know what? Speaking about those two, it feels a little bit like I think we had a discussion after watching Wolves last season, towards the end of last season, and it was like, bloody hell, imagine having a front two like that who like scare defences in such different ways and just. There's always one of them turning up every week. And it feels like Everton are kind of getting there with that respect. Like, obviously not going to compare them as players, but it feels like that sort of pairing is going in the right direction. Which one is, of them will get, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you pay too much attention to one, the other one gets a lot more space and time. And they've got such an array of skills between them and so many that overlap as well. The, you can use them in so many different ways. And then... Neither of them get you, then you've got Moise Keane coming off the bench as well. It's dead nice to have positive thoughts about Everton's striking options at the moment. But looking at the overall picture, obviously, like I'm sat here and I'm pissed off. But I, 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 I am a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, That's it. Uh, but there is a good feeling there. Like yeah. seeing Everton do well and deserve points and not meekly bowing the head and getting beat when things go against them as they were at the start of the season as they have done in previous yeah, Norwich seasons home, well. Sheffield United at home exactly those yeah. they were the games that bright me, away got Marco Silva sacked bright not, not towards the end it was they, the, they, they are the games that will cost Everton Europe yeah. not yeah. necessarily not this. going away to Arsenal yeah. Yeah. And, and, and losing the game I mean that, that's a difficult task in itself you, you've, you've set yourself up there for potential failure in creating that kind of scenario and Everton you, you look back to the last few minutes against Newcastle Sheffield United Norwich that's where potentially this could be decided so I don't think we should be too up in arms about the one point from six I actually think we've seen quite a lot of good things particularly at the top end of the pitch with those two what I really like about it is I, I still think we're seeing those lads learning new things more or less week in week out so what really impressed me about Calvert-Lewin today was the way he, the, the way he, he was t- bringing the ball down his touch some of the runs I've, I've never considered them to be 
like a really powerful runner with the ball or or certainly somebody that beats players but today he was beating yeah. them he was he was creating chances he got, for the he opposition got off, uh, yellow card it's the yeah. first yeah. time I've seen him cut inside and it was the bend it in Lindoff obviously took him down and got free kick which was weirdly moved further away from him <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but is that somebody he's learning from with Charleston? I hope it is because yeah. that is something I'd expect with Charleston to do all the time. It's what he did to Gary Cale against Crystal Palace. I've, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Aaron Wambasaka get skinned in the way the Charleston yeah. did him yeah. by the Gladys Street towards the end there, and obviously moving Moisey Keane into the centre and then allowing Richarlison to go to the left he utilises Richarlison's powerful running gives Everton another striking option in the box and that's a really good option moving forward I think when we're looking to to, yeah. to either chase three points or to get back into a game having those striking options like Mike said I think it's probably the healthiest we've looked across the board in those striking positions for a good while and it's not just like with a with Romelu Lukaku he'd, he'd score 20, 25 goals if he'd ever got injured during those Martinez years, Everton would have been in trouble because Runa nobody Kone. else. Well, we had the Runa Kone, yeah. And yeah. Valencia, Mike Shreve. Kevin, Kevin Morales, <laughs> occasionally chipping in with goals. Now you kind of, you don't want any of those players to get injured, of course you don't. But it, it, there's, there's more, it's, it's more sustainable yeah. than having the three of them there and I think that, I think that, that bodes really, really well. So I, yeah, I mean there are positives to take from this if, if we want to move away from referees and Gilfie Sigurdsson and everything else. <laughs> There's definitely positives. Yeah. Everton deserved four points from the last two games, and sometimes you don't get what you deserve. But as long as you go in the right direction, that's okay. And Everton are going in the right direction now. It feels like when you see the start of something good, and we've seen it with other teams, when you go, do you know what? I can see that you haven't got the result he wants today there, but they're going in the right direction. You can see that with Everton today. The most telling thing for me is... We've broken up a record today. What was that? Uh, the first earned goal to be disallowed by VAR. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on target. I'm going to give Don that one, I think. Yeah. The nice thing is that you have a situation where Everton probably going at half time and United were probably the better team overall in the first half. And we have a manager who's come out and changed things proactively without making subs. And Everton have dominated that second half. Yeah. Like United have been clung on for at least 35 minutes of that well half. Well, playing United as well. Like, they're on like a run of like, This is the best United have been. For possibly what the last since since under Solskjaer, si- well, yeah. since Solskjaer's first run, and with no major injuries apart from Pogba, you sat there and you're looking at an arm midfield, and he's Rashford. managed. Well, yeah, Rashford as well, and all the others that I've obviously forgotten. <laughs> but I think the problem we've had with Everton the past few weeks is the midfield, and that's not really going to change for the next few weeks. And I'm sorry, it's going to get so boring, and it has been boring for the entirety of the season. We want this problem to go away, but it's not. Is Evans midfield week to week while you've got Andre Gomez who is probably still 50% fit yeah. look he was knackered 60 yeah. minutes in if Coleman doesn't come off he probably gets subbed off yeah. about 60 minutes in and Delph comes on but he can't make that sub um, you look at it you've got him at 50% you've got Tom Davies who's I thought he was excellent for the last half an hour yeah. he really was and I think he pulled pulled his weight excellently when Andre Gomez really started to tie a while on the yellow card he's not going to get enough credit for that because you know what he was poor in the first half a lot of them were poor in the first half we didn't dominate the ball well enough and I think they did a lot more in the second half but again that's about having a world class manager and he's managing to squeeze enough out of this midfield until they can make say a big sign in the summer but we I think if there is one area that Everton have to make a £30 million signing yeah. is central midfield 
and if he gets that or he gets Gabbana back and Gabbana manages to fit in nicely next season then suddenly you're looking so much more positively at Everton going forwards because they're not fighting with a midfield that's probably what 16th, 17th best as it has been for most of the last few months you're suddenly fighting with top 10 midfield which is just going to make so much difference when you already have striking options and a centre half pair that's solid then you just look at the goalkeeper yeah. I think we do need to highlight I mean Mike, Mike's touched on it there I don't think Tom Davis was good first half he, he looked very rusty and he was giving the ball away and they looked second to every ball in that part of the pitch much much better after after the break and Obviously, Gomez isn't 100% fit himself, but I, I thought Davis, on a yellow card, he, he, he kind of frightened me a few times by jumping yeah. into things. Yeah. And I, I, I thought he was kind of treading that tightrope. But he did some very good things after the break, pushed Everton forwards. It's probably one of his better performances that we've seen in a while. The key for him, and it always has been this way, I remember he played very well away to Southampton early in the season, needs consistency in his game because I think it fluctuates from game to game. But we've highlighted a few individuals and I think even Mason Holgate now I think Mason Holgate is playing very very well week in week out Michael Keane probably a contentious decision to bring Keane in for Yerry Mina but Michael Keane did everything that was asked of him today as well Um, and more or less across the board you, you kind of look at it and you think that there are reasons to be positive there yeah absolutely yeah. we haven't even mentioned Jordan Pickford but I'm sure we'll get into that in the week that's for the week yeah that's for the week yeah probably need a good hour show on that one <laughs> after another event for David Jones today but uh, quite ironic that no one mentioned Theo Walcott probably because no one realised he was there he was playing yeah, exactly oh, yeah you're going to get me angry now, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be going on. We're going to finish on a positive. Yeah, I know. And then Mike's just yeah. coming in you know right what? at the like, last moment. We, all, we all feel well to be happy about things. Do, do you know what? There is so much positive right now. And obviously, right in the aftermath, it's shite. Because it always is shite when stuff like that happens. It was shite at Brighton. It was shite at Newcastle. And it'll be shite next time it happens. But we'll have nice ones as well. And there'll be more nice ones to come. Fingers crossed. Uh, thanks very much to Mike. Mike and Paddy there. Um, interesting post-match. Like we said, apologies for Mike's language Sorry. earlier in the show. <laughs> we'll try and make sure he calms down if he's on any shows this week. Apologies to Gilfie. Well, or maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, we'll speak to you again very soon here on The Blue Room. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.